This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Recording on my new Elgato Wave 3 microphone. Thanks to Mr. Eric Tinkar of Tavern Chat and all that. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Let's talk about battle. Battle as in, I'm sure your group has had an instance where you're in the middle of an encounter, in the middle of a pitched battle, and it, you got to go. Time's out. Time's up. You know, um, you know, it, it, like we run, from, you know, we run from seven or online, we run from eight to 10 or seven to 10 when we're, when we're doing the Monday face to face, but it's going to happen. I mean, you know, it's nice that you can finish a battle before the game, the, the session is over, but it doesn't always happen. And what can you do then? Well, you just got to stop in mid-battle. I mean, I've never had a case where we lose all our mojo next session because we had to stop, you know. But what you have to do to prepare for that is a couple of things. One or two. One, save your notes. Save your Okay. Yeah, save your notes and save what was happening. Two, you have, if you're playing somewhere where you've got a battle mat you've drawn out or, or terrain or things like that, in the entertainment industry, when they're filming like TV or movies and stuff, they have what they call a hot set. What a hot set is, you don't walk on that set at all because they're in the middle of filming something and they had to break or some other reason. And they will, you know, make tell everybody that's a hot set or they put a sign up, hot set. You don't go on there. You, you've basically freeze the set the way it was. This is what you have to do with your battle, your battle area. This is one of the reasons why I allow electronics at my game, because everybody's always taking pictures. My, my Thursday group loves to take pictures and put them up on Facebook, and which is good because it's fun. You get the miniatures, you get the terrain, but you should take pictures at the end of the evening, the end of the session. 
just because if you're in the middle of a battle, this is what it looked like because this can't always stay this way. I mean, Matt has Thursday game. Matt has two different groups he's running every other week. So he has to change stuff around. So if you've already, if you've marked it out and you've got the figures there where they're, where they ended up, take a picture, keep it until next session. And then you just set it up the way it was. Easy peasy, right? That's, that is kind of, you know, my standard operating procedure on that. And save your notes of like the monster, save your monster notes, because I'm, I'm one of those guys who tend to like, okay, you're fighting 12 goblins and I come up with 12, 12 goblin stats. I may have like one line of, okay, this is their hit dice, this is their, this is their AC, this is their damage, boom. And then I do the, you know, I go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, et cetera, et cetera, and put down hit points for them and just cross them off. And that way, I keep that, keep all your notes the way they were at the end of the session. That's what I'm trying to say at the end of the session, because this is really important. Save those notes, save a picture, put it away somewhere. Just put it away in its usual home book, up on the shelf, whatever. Don't look at it. Don't look at it for until you're getting ready to prep the next session. Then look at, okay, we were in the middle of this and on my phone, I can see here's the, here's the layout and I can set it up the way I want it. And also it gives you a great trigger on what's going to happen after the fight. You know, if you haven't got anything planned yet, I mean, like Professor Dungeon Master doesn't plan more than one session in advance, which is good advice, really. But that way, when you prep your next session, you go, okay, they're in the middle of this and okay, the plot is going, they're doing this, they're going here, and what goes on from here according to whatever outline I have, whatever framework I have. This is this is where they're going. This is where they've been. This is where they're going. That's what you need to know, where they are in that point in time. So this is the stuff you saved. Like I said, put it away for three or four days. Don't even think about it. And then when you get to prep, you pull it out like a day before and go, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, man. All right, I know what to do. What's going to happen next? It's great. It's absolutely great. I'm always worried about prepping too little. And what I mean by prepping too little is not having enough stuff to do. My prep, my every, every game master has to guesstimate how long something's going to take, like an encounter or a session or, you know, that kind of thing. You got to be able to, and after like, you know, enough experience, you get to be able to eyeball it. Okay, they're going to, you know, I like having maybe three encounters an hour, maybe two, you know, two big ones or something like that. And so you got to figure out, okay, they're going to do this. this the, here's figure out all the encounter areas that's going to happen if they're going. I mean, I'm talking sandbox here, okay? I mean, you can apply this to a regular module or whatever, but I'm talking sandbox because the characters have already bought in and they're going in a certain direction. And you look ahead at this direction and go, okay, these are the encounters that will probably happen. So I will prep those and... You know, if we're playing a four-hour game and you're doing two encounters a, an hour, you know, that's eight encounters. So, I plan eight encounters. What you don't figure is the players blowing through like the first two encounters. Now, you're short. 
This is where the, uh, you know, this is where you earn your pay. This is, you've got your prep. I mean, you've got your stuff to ad lib. That's what I'm saying. You, you know where they're going. You know what's going to happen. Just, you know, ad lib it from there. But as far as battles go, yes, battles can be stopped and started. So don't worry about stopping in the middle of a battle. I know if you, it's almost like stopping in a cliffhanger, which is a good thing. So you do those things, save your notes, take a picture of the hot set or the, the encounter, and don't look at your notes for a few days. It gives you time to ruminate over what happened. And, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion that you should, this is the way you should do it. So you've frozen it in time. That's good. As a matter of fact, here's another tip that I may have talked about before or not. Take your battle mat. This is before session. Like I usually do it days before session, but take your battle mat, draw out the dungeon or whatever, or place it the way you want if you're using terrain and take it and draw it out. Or if you have, I have like dungeon tiles I do sometimes, lay those out and take a picture of it. Take a picture of it. Okay, this is the setup I want to use and time to set it up. You can take the tiles out and put it in and take your pen out and draw it or whatever. When I was using, I was using blue dungeon tiles. I still have them. I should start using them again. But I would lay out the dungeon the way I wanted it, the way I thought it should go. And then I numbered each, I numbered each dungeon tile. And took the picture and so, okay, I got one through 12 here. So I got to lay these out this way and try and do that before the session because it really does get into time. So anyway, anyway, those are my thoughts on middle of battle, you know, stopping points and things like that. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. If you want to do a single donation, you can go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com, or you can go to my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Okay, let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Monthly, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you very much, guys. For other good podcasts, there's Dan Griggs, the Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps podcast does a good job. So does Daniel Norton at the Bandits Geek podcast. Then we have Randy and Joe over at the Biggest Geekest podcast. Big John Allen Large is the Red Dice Diaries. And my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So... Till I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.